Hello and welcome to the Denver Gazette Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Schmedeke, and today we're talking all things Colorado Avalanche and NHL, as I am joined by our beat writer, Kyle Fredrickson. We are now joined by Avs beat reporter, Kyle Fredrickson. Kyle, how are we doing today? Doing good. The preseason's here. There's stuff to watch, practices, games. It's, it's, it's all, all feels real now. You, you gotta love that. It's crazy to think that I feel like the Avs won the Cup two weeks ago, and they're already back on the ice. They're playing games. It, the hockey offseason is, is really seems too short, especially with a long playoff run. Yeah, it's, it does seem a little bit bizarre. And, and for the Avs, it has really changed the way they've gone about training camp, at least for the veteran players. Um, you know, there really wasn't time in the offseason to get out of shape. So Bednar says they could play tomorrow if they wanted to. And honestly, I, I believe them. Well, I don't know. All the partying those guys did, they got to be a little bit out of shape. But maybe, <laughs> that, maybe not. But they're finally tuned athletes, so I guess it doesn't really matter, right? Well, let's be honest. McKinnon had, like, one light beer, and then it was back to, like, you know, his all-juice diet, and then that <laughs> yeah, was it. Right. Well, we're not going to break down McKinnon's diet, but uh, you have been at, you know, at camp, at preseason games, um, so you've gotten a, a fresh look at some of these guys. Uh, why don't you just give me an overall, and then we'll dive into a couple guys. Yeah, so to start, you know, just for transparency, my first NHL training camp or preseason that I've covered every day and, and kind of learning how the NHL might be different than the NFL, which I'm, you know, I'm very familiar with. Um, in terms of the games, it is a little bit tough to evaluate players simply because the roster is split. You don't really know every preseason game who's going to play, what the, the line's going to be. Um, and officials have had a really tight whistle. I mean, in each of these games that I've covered at Ball Arena, we're talking like nine penalties, 12 wow. penalties. And that's just so much time of, you know, stoppages, putting guys in the box. And, you know, for, for Bednar and company, that's great to evaluate guys on the kill and, and guys on the power play. Uh, you know, what combinations work, who really stands out. That can help, you know, really make or break a guy if he's going to make the roster. Um, but, but it's difficult, uh, you know, but, you know, overall, uh, I think the abs are very happy with how things have gone. There haven't been any major injuries. That's the one thing you've got to avoid. Um, and like I mentioned, there's there's not a whole lot for them to really work on um, outside of a couple positions, you know, maybe goalie in that second center uh, where they really got to get guys reps and get guys going. Uh, so, you know, for, for me looking at, you know, different players, we could start in a lot of places. Um, but, you know, I think Martin Kaut is one guy that I've had my mind on. And I guess for you, Chris, I'm curious, do you think fans know much about Mar Martin Kaut? Has he fallen off the radar? I mean, what do you I, know about him Well, you launch into it? You know, I knew that he was a first-round pick that has played a lot of time with the Eagles. I know he's played up there in Loveland a lot. Um, you know, he's always a guy who you hear about, and then he's there for two games, and then he's sent back to the Eagles. And... I'm not sure. Does he even have a goal in the NHL? Um, it's a good question. I was looking up at his stats, and I know that he's played in you know over 160 AHL games, yeah. Um, which is a, such a huge body of work, you know, over you know five or, or six years, however long it's been since 2018. Um, but yeah, to your point, every time he's come into the league and had his chance, he hasn't made much of an impact. And Jared Bednar has you know said as much. You know, you can produce as much as you want in the American League and look as good as you can in practice, but if you're not transitioning to that to games, it, it really doesn't matter. But Cal has all the tools the Avs are looking for. I mean, he's 6'2", 180, strong right shot. I mean, he's big body, the, the sort of guy that, you know, should be able to play in the top six and, and out physical people, sort of like Miko Rantanen. 
but you know, in the first preseason game against Vegas that, that I watched at Ball Arena on Sunday, he was pretty shaky. You know, he had two hooking penalties. One of them was just total nonsense away from the play. Uh, you know, Bednar described his game as quiet that night. But I tell you what, on Tuesday, he really turned around at, uh, against the Wild and scored a goal just 20 seconds into that second period. Uh, you know, played on the top line with Alex Newhook. And Bednar said that that was the best line on the team and that Martin Cow had a, you know, a lot to do with that. So in terms of, you know, looking at guys who maybe need to use this preseason to make the roster, I think Cal has, has made a real strong case at this point. You know, there are a few more preseason games to play. Uh, you know, Ben Myers is another fringe roster player who's had a slow start to preseason, but they also think could end up being, you know, part of that group that replaces Nico Sturm, you know, Abe Kubel those guys that left in free agency. Uh, but I really like Kout's game so far. Um, you know, he basically told reporters to start training camp. You know, this is probably my last chance to actually make it here. So, uh, you know, love that sort of honesty from a, a Czech player whose English has, has come a long way since he, he came over here as a teenager. So uh, Kout is, is that first guy that's been really impressive. And, and this won't surprise you at number two here, Chris, but uh, Georgie, the goalie, uh, Gorgia. <laughs> Yeah, he he ever started, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, he only started the one game at ball. You know, he's of course he's going to be standing out. But I mean, do you think Avs fans are excited about this guy? I think so. I, I think that they're going to let. You know, you wrote about his confidence right at the yeah, beginning of training right. camp, and I think the Avs are going to like that. I, I think as the Avs fans are going to like that because I think fans have gotten a little. You know, goalie has like we talked about the first time on our the first time we met. Like, goalie has been. Just this revolving door. And there's no guy that you can really, you know, Darcy Kemper won a Stanley Cup. But, you know, a little swag, a little cockiness from that position, I don't think it's going to bother anybody. Fans and players, I mean. Right. And media alike. I mean, then yeah. that's why I wrote about that. It's it's very refreshing to, to hear that. And and with Gorgiev, you know, I, I don't want to reveal everything I've reported so far. I've kind of been collecting over the, the past couple of weeks for a story that will be in our preview section. I really want to give fans an idea of who this guy is and and what he's about. But, you know, just in terms of being impressed in the preseason, just, you know, watch him in net. He's got that lateral quickness. Um, he did allow one goal in the one preseason start that he had, but he looks very confident. He really bangs his stick on power plays. You know, it just he plays like a guy who, who knows that this is his opportunity and it's something he's wanted his whole life. And and that's been the case. You know, he, he talked to me recently about just the fact that, yeah, he was unhappy with the Rangers because, you know, he didn't come out here from Russia to be a backup. You know, he could have played in the Russian league and, and been a top player and, and been content with that maybe, but his goals were bigger than that. So, you know, in terms of that that early feedback from Gorgiev, it's, it's positive. You know, we're recording this podcast, uh, you know, just hours before uh, puck drop with the abs going to Vegas tonight. So I'm hoping that he'll be in net at least for some portion of that game. So, you know, we'll continue to, to track his progress. But uh, if anything, you know, the abs seem to be in, in good shape at goalie, and especially with Frankie as well. I mean, do, do you agree? I don't, I don't think this is necessarily a, a warning spot for the abs in terms of, you know, positions they should be concerned about. You know, it, no, no, I don't think I don't think so. I, I also think that it's hard to hear that he complained in New York when the starting goaltender for the Rangers was. That's a little crazy for him to be <laughs> mad about sitting behind well, that it's, guy. It's, it's, it's less about <laughs> it's less about anger towards the Rangers and more just about his situation, right? Like, yeah. you know, he, he can't fault you know management for for how they handled the deal with Igor. Maybe he could have left earlier than than he did, but he's very happy with with where he's at now for sure. And then, how do you think? Like, you know, watching him in the preseason, he doesn't have 
Makar and Taze and those guys in front of him. So how hard is it for you to get a feel for how good he really can be? Yeah, it's it's such a good point. And, and one of the notes I had written down was, you know, yeah, let's see how he does in the early season. But the, I want to know how he does in December. You know, yeah. uh, how, how is he performing after he gets, you know, 15, 20 games with that decor? Because to your point, we're not really going to know exactly how good he is until he's playing with the players who, who, who are going to be there. Uh, Bednar did say we're going to get some starters over the final two games of the preseason here once we roll October. So looking forward to, you know, seeing Makar and Taze back there. And, you know, they have been nothing but complimentary of Gorgiev to this point. But even, you know, they don't know. You know, I think everyone's just kind of waiting and, and seeing how this thing's going to unfold. So while we're talking about defensemen, I think we have to talk up every – as fan and media members uh, got to talk about, and that's Sam Gerrard. Yeah, um, yeah. He, of course, was he was hurt in the St. Louis series, correct? Uh, yes, yes. So he, he broke his sternum, like we were talking before oh. recording. That sounds just awful. Um, but he's back, and he played in – how many games has he played in so far? So Gerard actually had his first real exhibition, first gameplay experience on Tuesday. He had been practicing and, and working his way back, um, but he looked good, you know, and, and to, your, to your point, kind of introducing him, you know, Sam is kind of an easy punching bag at this point, maybe. Yeah. And, and if only because going into that, you know, St. Louis series or even early in that series, you know, he had a couple of just errant plays and mistakes that were pretty glaring and led to some breakaways. And, you know, that's going to fire up the Twitter machine of people saying, let's trade this guy, let's get rid of him. Um, and it's really not even Gerard's own fault. It's really just the avalanche also being so stacked in defense, yep. right? I mean, Bo Byram is waiting in the wings for this opportunity as soon as Byram, uh, excuse me, as soon as Gerard gets hurt. And he really took advantage. Bo was great and the Avs won the cup. So, you know, in all of my analysis to this point, Gerard feels expendable. Here's a guy that didn't need to win the cup. He's making $5 million. They could get a lot in return for him right now at this point in his career. But talking to Jared Bednar, it's clear that's not on his mind whatsoever. I mean, and I, I sort of pose the question of, you know, what are the next steps for Sam Gerard now that we've seen him come back from injury? And, and Jared was quick to say, hey, well, we know what he is as a player. You know, there's no confusion about what the – the, the level of play that Sam gives us is, and, and he's an elite pairing in this league. We really feel that way, uh, even if some Avalanche fans don't right now. Um, and to be honest, I think we do need to see Gerard also play early in the season, see if he's got a little step back in his game. Because of anything, he's got to see Bo Byram sneaking up on the depth chart and, and knows that he has to play like a $5 million player. And at times last year, it, it didn't really feel that way. But early on, he skated well. He looks fluid. You know, he's really got good vision as well. I, I think it's underrated. You know, he quarterbacks that second power play unit uh, behind Kale McCarr. And, uh, you know, that's a spot where you really got to be skilled to, to dish the puck to the right guys. And the abs have so much talent. So, let, let's give uh, Gerard a little bit of time. You know, I'll, I'll back yeah. off some of my slander. Uh, you know, <laughs> I think the good news is I don't think he's, he's he's reading many press clippings. He doesn't, you know, characterize to me as a guy uh, who cares much about what people are saying about him. And I'll give him credit. You know, not not everyone's like that. So where would he slot in on the bat on, on the defensive pairings? Would he play with? Both with Byram, or would he play with Johnson? Maybe I think or? he could. You know, I, I think the 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 natural spot for him would be with Eric Johnson on that second defensive pairing, and yeah. it's just a nice blend of sort of physicality and, and speed. Not you know, not unlike kind of what that Makar Taze pairing is. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know that 
you know, he has the ego, that being Gerard, that he wouldn't take a lesser role. Let's say that Bo establishes himself as, as a better kind of, uh, you know, second pairing in this defensive corpse. Um, but the Avs have so much depth, no matter where they play them, I think they're in good shape. But, you know, Gerard, I think, has a, has a lot to prove that, you know, he's more than just a depth guy in this team and and, and that he's worthy of, of the salary and, and position on that defense. Who who would be the sixth? I'm blanking. Who would, who would that take that sixth spot? Um, I'm trying. Is that still is that still up for? I I think grabs that might or? still be up for grabs. Um, the Avalanche did. Let me see here. Let me just double check this before I, I put this out. Yeah, the Avalanche signed Jacob McDonald to a contract oh, extension, okay. and and he's part of that bottom pair. And um, he was actually in the locker room today. Didn't get a chance to chat with him. Um, but he'll be part of that group. You know, Curtis McDermott will always kind of scratch. Uh, this defensive oh, line right. as well. You know, he didn't get much run in the playoffs just because they didn't really need that big enforcer type. But when you're talking about 82 games in a season, you know, it's nice to have that guy in your back pocket if you need him. For sure, for sure. All right, so we'll go ahead and wrap it up um, with some. What are you looking for in tonight's game and anything you want to plug? Yeah, you know, I, I guess to to start with the plug, why not? You know, Sam Gerard, we just talked about him. Be sure to look, you know, even later today, if you listen to this podcast, uh, you know, on the 28th, uh, it's it'll be dropping, uh, you know, more insight on what that recovery was like. Broken sternum, not a lot of fun. Sam Gerard really thinks he's a elite level guy. And in these last few preseason games, um, I'm looking forward to the starters. I, I mentioned it before, but, you know, I really do want to see how Bednar tinkers with that second center. You know, he might as well give a lot of guys a lot of run there just to see what happens. Um, Evan Rodriguez has been real solid in camp, and I think they're really happy with that addition. Um, but boy, Alex Newhook is, is playing like a guy who yeah. really wants that spot. Uh, very aggressive, you know, scored just 19 seconds into the game the other night. Um, I think if I had to guess, they'll end up going with him for game one. Um, but, you know, through these next few games, they're going to get a lot of auditions to see uh, who is going to end up being that guy. And also we can plug that we'll have a special section. It, it will come out October 12th. Uh, we'll have plenty of content from you and our colleagues. Um, you know, it's funny. I was working on something for that section today um, that I actually sent you that video preview of how the Avs went from bottom to top. It's really hard to narrow down things that have happened in the last five, six years for this team. Because there is just so much that has happened since, pretty much since they drafted McKinnon. Right, right. And it's, it's amazing. You know, you, you get the right leadership, uh, you know, and even if you don't hire the right coach, you know, right away, a la Patrick Waugh and, 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 and some of the, the, the stuff and the drama that happened there, you know, you, you stick to the vision and, and you find the right guys and, and you trust your plan. And, and to your point, going through that and picking games and moments. I mean, boy, I think about, you know, Kale McCarr's playoff debut. He scores yep. a goal. Um, you know, that was maybe the most electric moment that I've experienced um, on the avalanche beat, to be honest with you, just being that playoff atmosphere and everyone in that building knew exactly who Kale McCarr was. And it was so cool to see how educated the fans were. You have such a crazy game like hockey where it's easy to kind of lose track of the puck and what's happening. But, no, McCarr gets it for a second, and that place just, you know, the, the roof basically blew off. And, you know, you talk about the transformational moment and, and player for, for a team, you know, there's there's few bigger than that. But, yeah, good, good luck in, in narrowing that down. I'll get to that list and, and give you some <laughs> feedback. But your video might end up being like an hour or two. I don't know. I, yeah. You know, um, get Scorsese on it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's this – so I mean, even in this playoff run that we just got through, it was like – 
oh yeah, Kadri had that hat trick in St. Louis after all the you know the negative stuff and the bad right. all that. It's just it's a team that I think is really exciting, and I hope people and you know you're you're gonna do a great job covering it, and I hope people really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's you know starting uh, in October. There'll be two uh, road trips then in November. You know, I'll be on the road, you know, almost half as much as I'm, I'm here. So it should be a good time. All right, Kyle, it was good to talk to you. And we will talk to you probably in a couple of weeks. We'll probably do Nuggets next week as they are also getting getting going. So uh, we'll talk to you then. Absolutely. All right, thanks, man. Yep, thanks, you too. Thank you for listening to the Denver Gazette podcast. Make sure to visit denvergazette.com for all your local news on Broncos, Rockies, Avalanche, Nuggets, and much, much more. We'll talk to you next time.